Blog Talk Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, a world for some of us, no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer, and author, along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Welcome to the Unexplained World. I'm Ed Shanahan. Happy Sunday, March 10th. And my co-host, Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you doing? I'm Danny. How are you tonight? Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, such a nice did get, uh, warm? Pardon me? It was such a nice day today. I think you got that more than we did. Oh, okay. yeah, no. well. Yeah, we had wind and crazy wind, and it was chilly and all that till at least one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's when, yeah, that's when I gave up on being out there. So, um, okay. yeah. But at least you had a nice day, so that's cool. Yeah, it's fun for up? all of us. Don't worry. <clears throat> what did it uh, get up to? Not sure. Mid forties, but the sun was out and the wind calmed, so that made it nice. Oh, oh nice, sweet. Yeah. Um, listeners, me and Annette have decided because of well, this month and next month is kind of a little bit of a crazy month. But for those that celebrate Halloween and everything like that, that we're so you never know about with the guests. So we're going to go with us two shows this month and two shows next month. And um, then hopefully uh, I could get back into the swing of things after that. Um, and if anybody's interested, uh, you can find out what I do as far as readings, et cetera, et cetera, basically house parties right now at my web- website, edwardshanahan.com. And uh, Annette, have you been on a, working on a farm this week or what at all? Hmm. No, not not over at the big farm yet. The cattle are not in just yet. But, you know, there's okay. always chickens and turkeys and ducks over here to keep me busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, listeners, our guest tonight is Mr. Scott Grossberg on Sharker Coding and Thinking Magically. And let me give you a little rundown about, um, like I said, Sharker Coding. Uh, rewire, Reboot, and Revive. Um, Scott's been on with us in the past, probably about four times at least. And For sure. uh, but he is, uh, yeah, yeah, always a good guest. He is hired mm. by people and businesses to help them take their lives and their dreams of success and happiness in incredible new directions. There is a reason why some of the largest and most respected companies in the world have put their trust in him. Uh, Scott has achieved extraordinary success in the corporate world as a business owner, entrepreneur, and lecturer. Having earned a degree in philosophy, doctorate in law, and being a certified hypnotist, Scott has served over 30 years as a lead trial counselor, coach, and mentor mentor for political and business leaders. Um, he's also author of four books. I'll leave him go through that. Um, he's a member of National Speakers Association, the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology, the Foundation of Shamanic Studies, and uh, also the International Brotherhood of Magicians, the Psychic Entertainers Association, and the British Society of Mystery Performers. He is a founder of Leadership of Influence Academy. So I think that's pretty, he could pretty much fill us in on the rest. 
Um, so let's bring Scott on. What do you say? I would love to hear from him. Mr. Grossberg, hello. Hello, <clears throat> hello, Edward. Hello, Annette. Good evening. Hi, Scott. How, How are you doing, sir? You doing? I am spectacular. Oh. How are the two of you? I think I'm you. doing good. Can you talk a little bit more closer to the phone, if possible? Is that better? Oh, that's yes. fantastic. Okay. So, Scott, what are you up to? Um, it's been about four years since we last talked. Maybe. Oh five. my goodness! Well, you know what? I, I, I've got to tell you, I was I was reminiscing with my wife right before going on here, and I didn't realize it, but you are Edward, the first radio show I ever appeared on, ever. Oh. It, well, that's cool. So yeah, that's we, cool. we and... visited a couple times, and uh, I've been incredibly. Uh, busy uh, with the, the various projects that I've got going, so we can explore some of that. This is uh, obviously about the listeners and the two of you, not all about me. Uh, it's about you because you're directing your knowledge and everything for the listeners. And like me, which I'm sure, and that's got some experience. She was giving me a little bit of a inside um, about Sharkos. But as I mentioned to you, I might be a little bit, a little, I need knowledge, okay? And as I'm sure a good portion of our listeners need knowledge on this. And, well, you, um, you, know what, you know what's interesting, and Annette, you can attest to this. The, hmm. the, the, the concept really isn't new to, to anybody, and it's not foreign to anybody. The words might be. Um, you know, there are different chakras. I have my particular background in Kabbalah and that type of uh, heritage. Others may have it in, you know, they call it chakras, they may call it a dantian, they may call it something else. If you're into yoga, you will certainly know what energy centers are. But the reality is, Ed, have you ever had, you know, just a gut feeling about something? Um. Yeah. Many of times. Yeah, I mean, it's what you do, right? Uh, yeah. You've you've certainly met people where suddenly you have an, a you just feel your heart connects with these people, or you're speaking and suddenly it's just flowing freely uh, out of you, whether you're channeling it or it's intuition, whatever it is, or you're just you're all caught up in your head, right? We all do that. Right. If you've done any of those things, you already know what chakras are, and to put it simply, they're energy centers. You can call them whatever you want. There are more than the seven that we are used to. Uh, usually they are, uh, they are affiliated with the colors of the rainbow. So that whole little mnemonic that people use, the, the Roy G. Biv, uh, red, orange, yellow, uh, green, blue, indigo, and violet, um, those are usually the colors that are associated with it. People can change that. Um, and again, it's if you ever have not felt grounded, then you know what the chakras are because it, all you have to do is get grounded again. It's a, it's an intention process, and it's the concept that we are all made of energy, and to a certain degree, it helps shake people out of this whole myth of being disconnected with the world around them because that really, and we can get into that maybe a little bit later, but I think mm-hmm. part of the biggest problem we've got in the world is this whole dualistic, disconnected, egocentric world we live in today. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw this out right here. So I've done auras in a different sense as far as readings go, um, drawings, basically. Mm-hmm. So would you say the colors of the auras are basically like the energy thrown off by the sharkos? Um, it, it's well, I'm, I'm not sure I would phrase it that way. The, the beauty of this um, and the beauty of the whole chakra coding process that I'm presuming we're going to talk about, right, is there's no wrong way to do this. Uh, it takes it out of the hands of the quote experts end quote and puts it back into your hands, and it's like, you know, if 
Edward, I ask you to concentrate on the base of your spine right now, the, 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 what we call the root chakra. If I just asked you to put your head there, breathe in, mm-hmm. breathe down the base of your spine, what is the color that's there for you? I don't even know if I could do that concept. But Mine is red. Is, okay. All right, so on that we'll use, you know, red is the typical root chakra color. Uh, oh. But it doesn't have to be that way for everybody. And, again, it's I'm a big believer in, you know, it's kind of like dream work. It's I'm not going to tell you what your dream means. I'll tell you what it would mean if I were having that dream. But, you know, Annette, with red, you know, it's, what in the world is red for you? What things represent red? Ooh, passion, fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, extre- excessive energy. Yeah, and if you take it to the extreme, you've got red lights, right? You've got the stoplights. If you realize that, by the way, our traffic signals are actually go lights. When they don't work, you stop. And you you look around and you say, what gets me going? What What at the root of everything moves me forward? You know, most people think of passion at their heart level. Well, guess what? Your fire is actually lower than that. And if we were to imagine each of us as a candle flame, the base of that candle is at the base of your spine. And again, so, you know, Edward, a lot of people don't visualize colors. That's cool, Mm -hmm. too. It's the feeling. And if I ask, you know, when I work with people, if I ask them to lower their consciousness, down to the base, just notice the base of your spine. Um, there are actually, I am I do a lot of Qigong practice, and so uh, when you work with energy like that, and you just put both of your hands, if you're sitting, if you're standing, it's even easier, but if you're sitting, put the, you know, both of your hands behind your back at the base of your spine, and bring your attention down there. I'll, most of us don't do that, and once you start just concentrating on bringing your attention, your breath, your focus to the base of your spine, you suddenly start realizing, oh my gosh, there's a whole grounding foundation network there uh, that we've left behind. Most of us are up in our heads. That's the world we live in today. It's how we've been raised. And so I, I really push people, get out of your head and breathe into your spine. If you do nothing else out of, from this show, it's start breathing into the base of your spine, that sacral root area that will ground you. So what is your chakra coating? Well, chakra coating was actually designed not for the world. It was designed for me. And uh, a lot of people listening to this show, and I know, Edward, you know this, and Ed, you may know this, uh, I'm a trial lawyer. And... Mm-hmm. You know, talk about a strange mix of things. Here I am sitting here talking about the Kabbalah and chakras and chakra coding. I've written books on mystical topics. Uh, Certainly in the past, Edward, you and I have chatted about the Tarot. You know, that doesn't change the day-to-day things. Where a client comes to me and says, Scott, let's get real. I need to hire you to win. I'm not going to hire you to lose. I could hire any lawyer to lose. We need people who can go in and take these things to trial. And most tr- most lawyers, by the way, are not trial lawyers. And it, it's kind of like being a fighter pilot. At least I like to envision it like that. It's like being you know, a, a world-renowned surgeon. Um, and there's a lot of stress to it. And mm. as much as I tell my clients, don't take it personally. It's just the world we live in today. Uh, the reality is I care about my clients, I care about what is going on in their lives, and I certainly care about outcomes. So I take the personal out of it, take it to myself. Obviously, you can imagine the stress that that brings uh, to me and the world around me. And I needed to come up with a way to take what I've already been doing, the yoga and the qigong and the chakra practice and the breathing exercises, and taking it to the next level. Because at some point, just like anything else we do in life, you start to plateau. And stuff stopped working for me. Um, the, the breathing 
exercises just stopped working. And I got involved over the last year and a half in some very high-profile, high-stress, high-outcome, high-exposure cases. And I could feel, for lack of a better way to put it, it was taking its toll on me. It was Mm -hmm. physically and emotionally and energetically sucking the life out of me. And so I developed this for me. And what it is is built around the concept. Um, let, Let me take a step back. Have either one of you ever watched the TV show Westworld? I know what it is from the old days. I haven't seen it. Right, from the old days, now. the Yule Brent, the Yule Brenner yeah. days. Okay, yeah. they are programmed. They're robots, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the new t- mm-hmm. the new TV show is absolutely fascinating, and it kind of tied into this uh, right in the midst of me creating chakra coding, by the way, where one of the main characters was being subjected to something, and he was warned that what was going to happen was painful. And his response back was, pain is just a program. And that's what then sprung to everything. And when you look at what's going on in the world today, I certainly know for me, looking at the anxiety, the feeling you know, that you ought to be more than you are, the competition, all those things that drive us to be successful and what we think is happy and successful, right? All those things... Um, they run us. We don't run them. And so, Edward, what I wound up doing was creating a program for Scott that allowed me to take a step back and reprogram all those energy centers. Okay. <clears throat> so okay, that by, so... by the crickets, by the crickets, I can tell this is this is like really Scott seriously, um, oh. and. So, so let me put it a different way. Edward, when you go and do the things that you do, mm. you are as much sensing loops from history as you are sensing energetic ghosts, phantoms, leftovers, programs, in addition to personalities, right? You're getting all of that. Um, When I'm doing the readings, which I've been basically more doing lately, mm-hmm. I just go focus in on the individual and their energy that they're throwing that I'm picking up on. As far as, the, as far as the paranormal stuff goes, when I walk into the place, I'm also picking up on the energy um, present, if there is any present. And uh, well, what you're getting so, most of the time, though, are computer programs. You're getting the, the so if you're reading somebody, and certainly you and I've talked about readings, I do readings. You're you may pick up on their energy. The reality is, though, that their energy is built around the self-talk, the history, the data, the, the, the loops that they have playing on in their heads. And so a lot of what we're talking about tonight is to free you of what's running you, not to mm-hmm. free you of the entire program. Because you, it, right. may, it may serve you, it may benefit you, it's to give it back to you so that you can decide what works for you and what doesn't. And I think you know from doing readings, far too many people let everything else run them. They don't run their own lives. Oh, yeah, and even if you tell them or give them advice, they don't it's their, hear it. still their choice to do it, and in the majority of cases, it's their choice. <laughs> and their choices usually they don't follow through in a lot of cases. Um, yeah, and so you, why do you, you know what's? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I just I, I find it fascinating because I've you know I've been doing coaching and readings and lecturing for so long now. I tend to see patterns um, in in people, and it's becoming more exacerbated uh, in light of things that appear in the news all the time. It's like, you know, if I could give anybody the best advice of all right now is stop looking at, listening to, and reading the news. You don't need right. it. If you Trust me, if, something's gonna, if you need to know something, you'll hear about it. Other than that, go read the news maybe once a week and stay up on current events. Stop letting all this garbage get dumped into your head and start asking what's running me and what am I running um, and you're right, Edward, because I know that when I talk to people, they mm-hmm. come to me wanting more in their life, 
but they don't want necessarily to take charge of getting the more. They want it handed to them like you would go to the doctor and he would give you a pill and then you call him the following day and go, hey, I'm your doctor, I'm following up. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, look, let's take the tarot, we'll do a reading for you, let's look at what the energy patterns are, what, they, what that energetic feedback might be, uh, let's look at your chakras, let's tell me how you're feeling, where do you feel stuck, and now tell me how we can change that. And so I'm a big believer in putting stuff back in people's hands. Um, I've actually said before, people turn to fortune telling. Oh my goodness, I said the F word. Let's use you know, people, people. Oh my goodness. In Burbank, um, it is F word. Well, go ahead. It, it is, you know. It, it, but I've always said people turn to fortune telling, not the people like you and me who do the readings, but people turn to fortune telling when their own magic doesn't work. And I'm going to say that again. If we, if you think about it, why would you go to anybody to have them tell you your future rather than going to someone and partner with them for what James Wanless, among others, with the Voyager Tarot, has called fortune creation? Isn't that an amazing thing that you could do? Fortune creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why... Uh... A lot of times I say the people that jump or that bounce back the strongest are usually the ones that hit bottom because they don't have no other choice but to bounce back. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I just, as a matter of fact, I was just creating a bracelet today for a, I a friend that. of mine. I, I was, it was for a friend of mine who had asked me, and, you know, here we, we'll talk about readings and energy. All he did was ask for a bracelet. And I did my thing, and I went inside and did some meditation and created uh, the Phoenix bracelet. And I wrote him and sent him a picture of it before I posted it online. And he said, oh, my goodness. He says, the Phoenix is my my go-to mythological animal. How did you know that? And, you know, I, I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in happenstance. I do believe that we're all connected in a deeper way. And so that led then to a bigger discussion of, you know, this, the whole Phoenix concept of going through hell, walking out the other side, rising from the ashes and doing it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we, the three of us are looking for when we work with people. Because, look, it, it doesn't matter what generation, what lifetime, you know, what experience or family you've come from, the world hands you caca sometimes. And it's right. going to continue to do that. And particularly, at least in my experience, people on a spiritual path, once they get to a certain level of education, experience, energetic um, you know, vibration, guess what? It's not that suddenly the world gets easier. It's suddenly you're more sensitive to everything the world's throwing at you. So actually it's worse. And... So this whole concept of rebirth and walking through the fire is a very big thing for me because, you know, we're here to learn lessons, and um, if we wound up if we wind up getting st- stuck after we transition, then we have to deal with people like you, Edward, who we've got to sit there and say, "Hey, I'm stuck here. Fix the energy." <laughs> Why do you think the coding is important for people today? Um, it sets them free. Uh, I really am a big believer in bringing people options, not choices, options. That means more than more than two things. Bringing people options and putting power back in their hands. And so what chakra coding does, um, it gives you the ability, just like you're a computer hacker, uh, and that's really what it's built on, is give you the ability to hack your own life, put it within a structure that is tried and true, time-tested. Every major religion religion has some aspect of this. It doesn't matter whether you're down in Peru and you're dealing with the bands of power. It doesn't matter if you are, as I mentioned before, Kabbalah, where you're dealing with the tree of life. It doesn't matter if you're working with yoga and you've got the actual, uh, you know, lower Dantian and breathing into those, so you've got the lower, middle, and upper Dantians, or you come from a more broad-based 
experience where you're just dealing with chakras, um, the, the ability to suddenly take control and relieve the stress. I mean, how many of your listeners are listening right now and saying, I just want to frickin' breathe? You know, they, they wake up in the morning, they go to bed at night, we're exhausted, we are stressed. Again, I, I mentioned to you, because I've done it, it's like I'm not all I ought to be. I know there's more I could do, and yet I didn't know what it was. And so what the whole chakra coding is doing for today's world is putting the programming, not the content, the programming back into the hands of the people who want to use this so that they can suddenly go, you know what, I don't want that pain anymore. I want to run a different program. I don't want that anxiety anymore. I want to run a different program, which ultimately, of course, leads to a bigger discussion, and that's, well, okay, what is it you do want? And that okay. could take us three shows to cover. <laughs> yeah. Annette, you got any questions? Go ahead. Well, when we say the word coding, Scott, uh, help me understand what you mean by using that word coding. A rearranging, I get that, but coding it in essence to your desire? Is that what but, we're using the word coding for? Yeah, and I'll take it and that even beyond the word desires. Okay. It's, if I get too personal here, you tell me. But okay. Annette, what in your life right now would make you more complete, more passionate, more fulfilled, more empowered? What one thing right now? Hmm. Peace in my household. Now, this is interesting because, again, I asked you what for you would be all of those things. And you've actually, by the statement you've made, indicated there are other people involved, right? Yes. Okay, so let's dig a little deeper than that. Okay. What, would, what does peace in your household mean for you? I guess that would make me more relaxed, less on edge. That would allow me mm, mm. free up my, yeah, I, mean, I, I could dig up some good stuff, free up my mind to be able to focus on things that make all of us happy or should make all of us happy. Well, okay, I'm going to interrupt you here. Um, okay. Let's change some terminology because, again, part of hacking and coding is the terminology, the should word, um, or as as one of the one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, likes likes to say, you keep doing that, you're going to wind up shooting all over yourself. Um, <laughs> so so let, let, let's let it. Yeah, but it's absolutely true, right? I should do this. I should do that. And now we get into the whole shame and blame thing. Um, and then that moves you into fear, and then you move into the whole stages of grief, and it's just crazy-making. What does Annette have to do to breathe easier? And before you answer that question, I'm going to buy you some time here. This is all built around, chakra coding is all built around the fact that you are responsible for what you experience. Okay, I totally agree with that. No victims. I totally agree. I guess so I should be You told me you I want peace in the house. Still. You yeah. told me that you want you know, to free up your mind. Okay, cool. What does Annette have to do to make that happen? I guess I have to learn to be still. And wait, patience, wait. What does stillness mean for you? <laughs> hmm... Well, you didn't you think what, this was therapy give, tonight, did you? I uh, know. Come on, let's do this. So I guess what, for me to be still is tricky, first of all, because I'm I'm in constant motion. I'm I've been described as the shark moving forward in the water. Um, that's just who I am, and I thrive on it. That's great. And maybe I'm moving too quickly. Maybe my vapor, my my vibration is too high for those around me because just because they don't want to move quickly. That's causing a an upheaval, a, a Look, turbulence. I'm a I get, I, I'm a lawyer. You want to use the word shark? I get it. We are trained, <laughs> mechanized killing machines. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and, and well, basically, okay. you I'm get not sure if I'm the, a killing machine, but I well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, you, I'm you on the are. Move. You, you get to the point where it's like just get out of my way. Different yes, than <laughs> different than move out of my way. That is correct. <laughs> okay. So so now that we've delved into that, I'm going to offer you. How's this for breathing easier? What if you could continue to be completely active, completely energetic? Um, I don't know about you, but I've been told I'm a combination of OCD and ADD. Oh, lucky family I've got, right? Um, (laughs) I get it, and I really don't have those, so that's not any disrespect to anybody who's actually been diagnosed. But it's, you know, Mm -hmm. metaphorically, the reality is I'm constantly going. I get very little sleep. I'm, you know, I, I create all the time. And for me, creation is the end-all and be-all of everything. Um, mm-hmm. so everything for me, energetically, is what can I create, what can I manifest, and how can I help others help themselves. It took a long time, by the way, for me to realize I can't fix anybody. It's right. a long time. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a, a wonderful discussion with a psychologist friend of mine, and I said, how do you sit there and listen to all these people day in and day out and not be affected by this. Because I don't know about the two of you. I'm very empathetic, right? And a very wise thing was said back to me, and that is you listen, but you don't jump in the foxhole with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm still working on that, by the way. Cause it's, it's, it takes a long time to get out of that. It yeah. takes a long time because, it, you know, it, the, the other day oh, it was pouring here. I'm in Southern California. It was pouring. We had we had horrible horrible weather that will rival anything back east. It may have rained for half a day, um, but when it rained, it was a downpour, and there was a homeless man, and he was camped out at the back door of my office building. And I, yeah, what do you do at that point? It's like just stay there. You don't need to be out in this, and that whole you know you want to just rip, rip out my heart and give it to the guy, right? Um, yeah. And and so there's a fine line between that and then what I have to do every day as a lawyer and go in surgically and not get energetically involved. So what I'm asking you, Annette, now that I've bought you all this time, is what would your life be like if you could still be as in motion, still as mm-hmm. dynamic, and yet be an observer through it all and be able to breathe peacefully through all the movement. Wouldn't that make a difference for you? That one. Observer. I like that word. I can hang on to that. I can do yeah, something with it, that. It, yeah. And so, it, it's again, this is these are tried and tested concepts of, you know, the, the observer, the one who looks at your life, who says, I'm not going to be drowned by the emotion and the empathy. I'm not going to be drowned by the the blood suckers that are out there, the the psychic vampires. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to be as powerful. And yet now suddenly it's grounded, right? Wouldn't that make a difference for you to be able to be peaceful through the turmoil? Yes. Observer. I like it. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome. And for you, I mean, everybody who's listening, you know, one of the chakra coding things that I do is, Annette, I'm presuming you're sitting down. Correct. I presume that you're not operating machinery. We're just talking on the phone right now. Correct. While we're talking, close your eyes. Okay. And, Edward, you can join in if you'd like, but I, I, I get this as an Annette thing right now. Um so that close your eyes, listening okay. only to my voice. I'm, mm-hmm. This isn't hypnosis. This isn't NLP. This is you and I chatting. We are now connecting heart to heart. I just want you to listen to me, and as I talk, let my voice go with you. I want you to notice your frequency. Notice the frequency that's vibrating through your body from the tips of your toes to the top of your head as if it was a radio frequency, a light frequency, lightning from the sky frequency. There's some frequency that's going on in your body right now. Can you mm-hmm. can you notice it? Yes, I can notice. And now I want you to intentionally, with your eyes closed, listening only to me, 
bring yourself in alignment with that frequency. And tell me where in your body you are now located. Hmm. I think I'm in, I'm in the top of my head. All right. Now we're going to take the top of your head. And you, mm-hmm. you can still visualize that that frequency going through your body, right? Yes. Bring it, bring it into alignment with your spine so that the frequency is now going from where you are down to your tailbone. And I want you to okay. drop your attention, drop your central being, drop your center of peace down to your heart. It's an intent. Bring your attention from the top of your head and now focus on your heart, and now do what's called heart breathing. And I want you, as you inhale, you're breathing through your heart. As you exhale, you're breathing out from your heart. And take Mm -hmm. a moment and notice how that feels. And now... I want you to drop even further down to the base of your spine that we talked about before. Now breathe into your tailbone and start recognizing there's an entire world beneath your feet. You've got this heated, powerful, dynamic core from the earth, and I want you to feel it coming up through your feet to the base of your spine. Mm -hmm. And understand that that is now where you're rooted and mm-hmm. notice, notice how the change, the shift, the movement of your attention from the top of your head to the base of your spine yes. changes your centeredness. Do you feel that? Yes. Part of this is practice. So it's not like, hey, you know, Annette, take a chakra coating pill and suddenly you're all better. It's not that. It's the practice, which means it evolves and moves forward. And now, next time you're in the family dynamics that caused you to initially say to me (laughs) what you said, uh, Mm -hmm. imagine the same situation, but now your attention is focused and emanating from the base of your spine, where you've now got a foundation. You've got the whole world beneath you. You've got an entire world lifting up to your feet, supporting you. And we forget that every day. We forget that the shamans and the indigenous people gave thanks and gratitude to the world for just being there to support us. We, all of us, forget that every day. Imagine now being in the family dynamic and understanding you've got that red root chakra that you just described uh, before as the most powerful place in your body, and that's what's going to root you. You're going to have to keep bringing yourself back, by the way. It's going to be too easy for Annette to jump up into that shark-infested headspace. No, that's a great exercise. Listeners, if they would just be able to do what you just described for me, wow. I I, I could easily tell that to some of the folks in my household and make it easier on them, too. Everybody, if they would get out of their head and down Mm -hmm. to the base of their spine, will notice a difference. Now, some people, again, depending on how we talk, um, there are different energy centers that were in, in your body. They go from the top of your head to the base of your spine. Um, some of the primary ones are certainly the top of your head or, for others, the third eye area. Your heart is a huge one. Um, and then the base of your spine. But, you know, you've, you've got solar plexus areas. Uh, I know when I was a kid and I was anxious, I was afraid all the time. I'd hide under the bed, believe it or not. Um, I constantly had stomach aches. And, Hmm. you know, when when you work through that energy and realize it's not happening to you, you're happening to it, that changes the whole focus of everything. And so kind of looping this back, the chakra coating puts responsibility for what you're thinking and experiencing back in your own hands, mm-hmm. much like what I do with readings. You know, the responsibility for a reading is not on me. I'm noticing patterns. I'm giving examples. We're talking sometimes metaphorically, sometimes factually. Uh, 
how you take that and act on it, that's yours. And so I'm a big believer in responsibility and taking us away from the world of crybabies and finger pointers. I like uh, that. I'm, yeah, me too. How many times have the two of you worked with somebody and um, <clears throat> they... You, you hear it. You hear their story because we all tell stories. You hear their mm-hmm. story, and you you want to shake them and say, "You created that. You you mm-hmm. did that." And they they cannot, will not accept that every time anything happens, good or bad, they're there. You get that right? Yes. Oh, you know what? Um, I've been responsible for my own things too, and I admit that. So I realized that part. And uh, that's why I had to make changes in my approach to situations and my own temperament and stuff like that because I was creating situations that and I didn't applaud have to you. I applaud you for realizing that. And, again, chakra coding was created for me because I'm still working on it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you my life is stress-free. I'm going to tell you that I've gotten to a point where I am working on it and noticing it, and I get what the triggers are. And a lot of, Edward, what I've learned to do is set boundaries. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, one of the – I haven't written it. I've outlined it. I keep saying I'm going to write it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next – the, the the next book I'm going to write, if it's not chakra coding, um, that kind of took precedent over everything. But I, I've said this for a couple of years now. The next book I'm going to write is entitled "Who Do You Know," and it's not K N O W. It's N O. Mm-hmm. Who do you know? And um, I think it was Warren Buffett, if I'm not mistaken, who made a brilliant comment: the difference between successful people. And incredibly successful people is that incredibly successful people say no more often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've recently and, and, been trying that in my life, and boy, it sure calms things down. So may I may I offer you a suggestion on that? Mm-hmm. We've talked about eliminating the word should. Yeah. I would like you to eliminate the word try. Never say it again. Okay. I banish it. I forbid you from ever saying the word try again. Think about this for a minute. When anyone uses the word try, and a lot of chakra coding, by the way, when you get down into the details of it, if you're going to program, the programming language is critical. And so I'm picking apart some of the things I'm hearing Annette say to help you, Annette, with your own programming. When you say the word try, what are you really telling me? But I haven't implemented it all the way for myself yet. It also means that you're open to the concept that you might not succeed. Oh, okay. Well, think about it. If 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 anyone uses the I word see try with you, if anyone uses the word try, then that means they have they are not convinced. They don't believe. They don't know that something's going to happen. Well, I do say to little children all the time. I'm a teacher, and I do say, there is no try, young Jedi. There is only do. So oh, thank you, Yoda. I get that. <laughs> so, so, this teacher, right, right. Um, I'm, I, I love the saying, we teach best what we need most to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and so, the reality is, you don't let your kids try. You let them do what they need to do until they succeed. It doesn't mean they, they succeed the first time. Um, I, I, you know, I've got a brand-new grandbaby, and I remember when she was first starting to walk, I wasn't looking at her saying, oh, dang it, you fell down. You may never try and walk again. We don't do that, right? Right. And, and why why? Do we, as we'll call ourselves adults, why do we as adults treat ourselves so badly? That's a darn good question. Why do we do that? I'm not sure. 
I mean, look look at the people that we surround ourselves with. All three of us, very creative, very intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're go-getters. We wouldn't be doing this show right now if we weren't. Um, we're doing that for us, though. You, you, I mean, it, it's much as I tell everybody, I'm here to help you get where you want to be. I'm helping me get where I want to be too. Um, right. And it, it, I don't, I don't actually necessarily believe in the whole altruism thing. I don't know that you can ever be altruistic as much as that sounds great. Um, you know, even the, the the most spiritual people you know in the world still have that ego center that by the mere fact that we were born on this earth is present. We've got that radar constantly going off, and we're at the center of it. We've got that radar blip going off saying, here's a problem, here's an obstacle, here's a challenge. Um, what if we reset all of that? And then, so, Edward, going way back to your original question, that's what chakra coding does. It resets the radar. I always I, – um, I was raised as only child because I was only child and, uh, with my mother. And I always joke about I don't know the word no, okay? Somebody tells me no, why not? It's so like, you know, I don't give up. Does that kind of fall under that balancing in the mind or the circle? It does. It, it does provide it. I mean, it, it is a great – construct. Um, it's a paradigm that you have. It's a worldview that you enjoy that a lot of people don't. A lot of people were raised with no. A lot mm-hmm. of people were raised with they have no ability to self-identify and have self-knowledge. So let's just go back to yours. What a marvelous way to start. The, the next step then is saying, great, I don't know what no is. Uh, Edward, tell me what yes is. Um, that it can be done. Period. Well, In my head, that's, that's there's a way of getting vague. it done. That's all great and vague. But tell me specifically, you know, again, maybe maybe it's too personal at this point, but the reality is when I ask people, tell me in your case, what is yes, I want you to take the time after this show to sit down and I don't care if it's two pages, if it's 30 pages. It's one of the hardest things I ever did, by the way. Sit down and write out your best worldview for yourself and the world around you. And then tell me there's no no. Look at that and then make it happen. And that's the challenge that I run into with people initially overcoming the whole idea of chakra coding and that's that you can actually take your life but much like you get in your car and turn on GPS or you turn on your phone and use Google Maps or you know mm-hmm. Waze or whatever you're doing here's the reality that I have experienced Waze or Google Maps or the GPS in my car won't work unless number 1 I know where I am it's got to read my location I've got to I've got to be self-aware enough to know where I'm starting from. And I need a destination. I don't get in the car, put on GPS, and then they just pick some place at random and says, hey, <laughs> let's just pull this out of your behind today and go here. doesn't work that yeah. way. Okay? And so much of this is like GPS. Tell me where you are. Tell me where you want to go. And all too often, unfortunately, most people, while they think they can tell me where they are, they're not objective, Annette. They don't, they're not objective enough to tell me where they are, and that's where the help comes in. And more importantly, they have no clue where they want to be. What they are doing is saying, I don't want to be where I am, and so we get into, I'm running away, give me any place else, it's better than here. And that's not how GPS works. Right. Scott, we only got 11 minutes left. Um you have a – I'm seeing – I'm reading here you have a podcast to help teach uh, well, people? Actually, it's, it's, it's going to launch here in the near future. Um, it was supposed to launch already. I wound up in a huge uh, federal case. I'm not – no kidding. It was Somebody made a federal case out of it. Uh, I <laughs> wound up in a huge case, which delayed that. So uh, it's going to be a thing – it's going to be called Thinking Magically. It's a podcast, and, and it will start off with the whole concept – 
of chakra coding. I was originally going to do chakra coding as a free webinar as my way of giving back, uh, and it was going to be two hours of just free stuff. Uh, here's how to deal with things. Here are the chakras. Here's how, uh, you know, some of the exercises like I used with Annette, and then realized, wait a minute, I've got people all over the world who've been writing me saying, I can't do it at this time. I can only do it at this time. And then somebody suggested to me, why don't you just do it as a podcast? And that way we can download it anytime we need to. And so that's what's going to happen. It will uh, cool. be a weekly weekly podcast. It will start off with chakra coding, uh, likely run 15 to 22 minutes each episode. So there will be multiple episodes of chakra coding. And then we'll move into the concepts uh, from my books. Where can a... Where's the site that they'll be able to pick that up at? Is that going to be a regular uh, site? Yeah, the best way to do it is to go to thinkingmagically.com. It's not magical thinking. It's thinking, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, magically, M-A-G-I-C-A-L-L-Y.com. All the information is on there, uh, contact information and my concepts and things like that so that, that we can start sharing. Additionally, uh, I've got a private Facebook page, so if any of the listeners uh, connect with me on Facebook, they can ask to uh, be part of it's It's the most magical secret Facebook group. Uh, very mm -hmm. rarely do I say no to people. Um, it's really rather inclusive uh, and open-ended, but I do I do vet it. We we don't. It, it's a private page designed to foster people's dreams and to create a collaborative environment for what I call magicians, people who are creating what they want to create, people who want to think like a magician and act on it, or as I like to say, say and do. It's not just say, it's not just do, say and do. So you can reach me either through the website, thinkingmagically.com, or uh, all the social media sites, but particularly Facebook, and just ask to be to join the uh, Most Magical Secret Facebook group. Okay, and the books that you have off authored, you want to run through them? Oh my goodness! Um, well, we've we've got uh, the Masks of Tarot. We've got a, mm -hmm. a few tarot books. So the Masks of Tarot, which uh, was the ability, is the ability to take uh, cards and look at them symbolically and apply a psychological and emotional extension to them, what what happens when you are the magician and you're acting under stress. So there's the Masks right. of Tarot. There is the Vitruvian Square, which turned into my unified theory of divination. Uh, I wound mm -hmm. up taking uh, what are called the Magic Squares, turning them sideways, realizing some amazing concepts so that I want you to imagine no matter what area you might have studied or been exposed to, whether it's phrenology, palmistry, uh, astrology, tarot, you name it, uh, it's a unified approach to them using nine, a nine-square matrix. And if some of you are friends of mine on Facebook, uh, periodically I will actually take the, the nine-square matrix that Facebook arbitrarily, or at least through an algorithm nobody knows, puts up all those those friends of yours. Have you ever noticed mm -hmm. on the lower left? I take yep. those nine, overlay it into the Vitruvian square, and give people um, my free insights. We'll call it that. Entertaining readings. Uh, I have an oracle deck out uh, called the Deck of Shadows. People can read more about that on the thinkingmagically.com website. Um, my goodness, uh, stuff like that. I've, I've got uh, a number of non-mystical books that are out as well, but that covers most of it right now. Okay, you got the most magical secret action guide too. I'm reading. I do, and that was act that was that's not a digital download. That act that that is only a print copy that's available mm -hmm. because it's a workbook. And so for those people and I've got a number of them, um and I was flattered because I've actually got psychologists uh who are using these concepts. It's really cool. Uh, it's a workbook that will allow people to either self study or as it was originally put together, Edward, to take the most magical secret and allow you to run your own groups uh, around those concepts. So there are questions in it, there are pages in it, there are tracking sheets in it. Um, it's been very gratifying. 
And you have the million-dollar iPad secrets for increasing your profits, productivity, and business performance. And the iPad yeah. lawyers, real secrets I'm for a, your iPad. I'm a geek. So, so if you haven't guessed from chakra coding, I'm a geek. Um, uh-huh. I used to play around with, with coding and Fortran and punch cards and building computers when I was much much younger. I uh, have continued that to this day. I've been very fortunate to be around some pretty amazing hackers, developers, and tech companies. Um, it's allowed me to travel around everywhere, um, actually speaking to some of these tech companies. And because of that, that's what's allowed me to take the chakra coding, take that technology background from the iPad and computers yeah and move it into, hey, what if we did that as human beings? Scott, I'd like to say thank you for being on tonight. Um, It went by fast. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I think Annette enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Annette? Yes, thank you for helping me find my observer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, both of you, it is always an honor to be on this show, and I'm always there for you, Edward. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And the website is thinkingmagically.com or go to on Facebook and type in Scott Grossberg, and I'm sure I know it'll come up. Same thing if you go to Amazon. I'm sure there will be stuff there for you, too, to find. So, um, Scott, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations on your grandkid. I've seen you post the grandchild on a couple times on your page. So um, congratulations on that, too. Thank you. You guys have a marvelous night. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Whew. That was great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still absorbing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm all nice and relaxed. I'm ready to deal with the world (laughs) Um, or observe it. I should say I'm going to be – or not should – I will be observing it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's always fascinating when he gets on and so um, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like I said, listeners, we'll be back in two weeks. And Annette, thank you. Okay. Thank you for sharing tonight. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I just sat back and listened. And um, again, Scott was great. I'm sure we'll be able to get him on in the future. Annette, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Enjoy the upcoming weeks and see you in two of them. Good night. Blessed be.